Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have a returning guest to the show today, Harrison Marr. Harrison runs with wolves. Known as a spiritual love coach and host of the Cosmic Love Antenna, our guest helps spiritual beings reconnect to their cosmic heart space and reclaim the remembrance of who they truly are through what he calls mind, body, and soul synchronizing. In his work, Harrison helps individuals pull back the layers of the onion that restrict health, alignment, and love. His unique imprint around personal transformation joins individuals with empathy and balance through a journey of loving personal change. It's with great pleasure I welcome Harrison to the show. Welcome to the show, Harrison. Nice to nice to be back, Mr. Jason. I was reminded very quickly of your passion and your energy as soon as you started that uh, started that intro. <laughs> well, and, and just for our audience's benefit, we probably did our first interview over a year ago, and since yeah. then, I mean, I've seen you grow, and now we're coming together, and I'm, I'm excited to announce on our show that you're joining the Paranormal Universe with Electrocast Media, our network, and I'm really excited about having you on there. And I, I just can't wait to share your your gifts, your talents, your your interests with a larger audience beyond, you know, you already have a great audience, but I'm saying to expand and work with you. I'm just so excited about that. And yeah, me too. Me too, Jason. I think it's a natural, it's a natural step in the progression of not just my podcasting uh conversation, but the conversations I get to have with other people much like you. Tell me a little bit about. You have a new book that came out, and I'd like you to share with our audience, uh, discuss what motivated you to write your book, and how our audience can link up with you to order it. Yeah. Thank you for asking, Jason. So it's, yes, that's that's one of the things that's happened since our last conversation. I, I channeled, I wrote, and published a book, and the book is called Your Cosmic Love Antenna, Define, Embody, and Emit Your Unique Frequency of Love, and if people are interested... It's on Amazon. You can just go search it. 
and you'll find it or go to uh, cosmicloveantenna.com and you can find it there as well. But put simply, it the book really describes the work that I do in this world and the deeper meaning behind it. And for me, it's a conversation and a story around what is your unique expression? What is your unique, loving, spiritual expression? Right, We're all here to awaken back to our divinity, in my opinion, or awaken back to our power or awaken back to our truth, all the same name for the same thing. But once we do that, how then are we supposed to then share that with the world? What does that look like in our own unique way? And the book goes into that. When you indicated that you channeled, and I, I love the way you said that, because I have those experiences myself with creative downloads. I feel like I I channel something that helps me come up with the ideas I come up with for different podcast episodes or whatever. When you said that you channeled, can you explain or describe what that experience is like so members of our audience who may not be too familiar with it can understand like what that experience feels like? <laughs> yeah, I can. And I'm laughing because it's a really good question. And I think it, we need to have more conversations around it. So I, I, I really appreciate you asking this, Jason. So <laughs> I would describe channeling, put simply for the person that's new to it, as receiving receiving downloads, receiving information, receiving creative insights that are beyond our current ego human mind, right? Or another way to say it would be receiving wisdom that is beyond the wisdom that I've acquired through the things that I've learned. I love that answer. I'm going to tell you why. Have you, I got to ask you this. I've had creative downloads while driving. I've had a creative download once in the shower about a new podcast idea. I've had creative downloads where I'm not at places where I can write them down, but I will make every means necessary to record what I need to do. If it's send myself a text message, if it's take a step back and sit down for a minute and put down my thoughts, whatever way possible, because I feel like whatever's coming through is coming through for a reason. I have so much respect for it. And I want to ask, have you had similar experiences? Yeah. And I would say that respect, Jason, comes from, I feel like you know this, but again, for the new person tuning in, that respect comes from you knowing that where that information is coming from, it's coming from God, right? It's coming from source. It's coming from consciousness, whatever your name is for it. It's coming from your higher power. And that's why that respect is there, right? Absolutely. And I... I've only started getting these downloads in the last few years. I mean, I used to have premonition dreams, which would guide me and tell me like five years from now, you'll be doing this. I had a premonition dream. I had a podcast six years before I knew what a podcast was, for example, or I've had (laughs) premonition dreams that other things I'm about to do, other creative projects that I haven't disclosed on the show yet, but you and I have talked about privately. And I feel like any downloads that come in with whatever frequency they come in, I treat them as like blessings. Yeah. it changes the tone of my day when I experience yeah. things like that. Yeah. It, I'll say this, and this is, again, for your beautiful audience. This is not a Jason thing. This is not a Harrison thing. right? We can all learn to do this. We can all open ourselves to do this. And one of the practices that I usually implement to help my channeling, and this is what I did around 
the book when I was doing it, is getting into a space of stillness and quietness. Right, that's why you get those channels when you're driving or when you're in the shower, because often that is the space where we've accidentally created that stillness or we've accidentally created that silence. And that's again, that's another non-coincidence because silence and stillness are synonymous with this space that we're channeling from. Right, that stillness and silence is is that space. Right, is that space that's within us that the channeling is expanded or emitted from i i love your cosmic love antenna i would say i would just say concept i think it's it's great because when you think of love itself it's unconditional and we're all interconnected with it so when you're thinking of like an antenna and it's so great for a podcast idea that's why i you know we gravitated to each other when we met a year and a half ago and, and we both did our interviews then and i feel like the other topic with you, synchronicity, that is something that I feel is like a law of nature, like gravity, <laughs> that we we are brought into each other's lives through synchronicity. We're reminded that we're not just physical beings, that there's a spiritual, yeah. we're spirit, like we're Cadbury eggs, we're spiritual beings in physical bodies. And I've had so many synchronicities in the last few days. I can't count on my finger how many times they've happened, but I will say that I've grown to respect synchronicity and everything it offers and provides and clarifies. And I want to ask you about your own idea about how you've seen synchronicity work in your life and help you on your path. I'll use an example of something that's recently happened to me to make it really tangible for people tuning in. How I define synchronicity is purely alignment with your soul path or your or your your the, where your spiritual being wants to take you rather than where your ego or your mind or your programs want to take you, right? Synchronicity is the external world that is really you showing you that you're in alignment with your soul, your spirit, your spiritual being. So for me, going back to my example, I was telling you yesterday, Jason, that I'm at the time of this recording, I'm planning a big trip to India. And I'm synchronicity has been coming in in many ways, really affirming certain choices I've been making around this trip, right? Whether it be, you know, flights, whether it be bookings, whether it be, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll use this example. My my beautiful landlord that I'm living with, you know, she just showered me with love and created space for me to go on this adventure and 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 create the opportunity for me to go without any sort of restrictions or or or, or bindings or, you know, a lot of the things that stop us from going out into the world. And this example to me shows that. When we are tuning into synchronicities as the antenna of love that we are, they act as a mirror to what we're meant to be doing in the most soulful way. And the only way that we open to it is by stopping, feeling, and tuning in when they come in, right? So again, I'll just give the example. When these elements around India showed up in my life, I didn't just observe them. I didn't just get excited about them. I gave myself permission to acknowledge that it was happening because the more that we acknowledge synchronicity, the more that synchronicity occurs. Absolutely. I, I'll say this. Synchronicity to me, it's I, I, I kind of fine-tuned my understanding of synchronicity during the pandemic. My grandfather came to me one day when I was worrying about finances and uncertainty, and he came to me in a dream and he said, son, 
whatever you go through today, pay attention, zoom out and look for the signs. And I woke up kind of like looking around going, what's going to happen now? And it was a very non, how do I say this? It was, it was a non-event, but what happened was I worked from home and I have my law job. I have my psychic stuff and I do this show. And during that day, as I was worrying previously about everything, I wound up with two new clients in each, two new law clients signing up, two new guests for my show, and two people wanted readings. The last of those occurred at 222. So I had 222 at 222, and it made me realize, and I've learned how to do this now with other things in my life. I zoom out, and it made me realize everything's going to be okay. You're spiritually protected. Don't overconsume yourself with what if thoughts or worry about this or worry about that and stay focused. And I will tell you that ever since that's happened, I try to employ that strategy. And when I give people readings or when I talk to friends and family, when people worry about health diagnosis or they're worried about relationships or whatever it is, and I say, zoom out. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy. Zoom out. What are you talking about? My phone's over there. I'm like, no. Zoom out and think about your place in this world. Just like my example, 222 at 222, all areas, all pistons flaring in my life. Things happening, productivity. If I wouldn't pay attention to those signs and messages, it'd fall on deaf ears. And for us as practitioners, we experience spiritual things all the time. But for someone who's so Hmm. closed off, they may not. So it was overlapping synchronicity upon synchronicity. And it was a reassurance, letting me know that we're spiritual beings and physical bodies, and we don't need to be consumed with our what-if thoughts. When you work with people yourself, your clients, or people in the public, or anyone that you're sharing the same similar messages that I share, how has it been for you when you try to work with somebody and they're not very open to synchronicity? They're not open to spirituality. What do you do in those kind of cases? Well, the first place I go is compassion and empathy, meaning that if I'm working with that person or if I'm speaking or having any kind of interaction with that beautiful soul, I remember that if I had lived a life exactly the same as this person, made the same choices as this person, I would be in the same position right now, in the same, as you said, sort of closed off, not really understanding the spiritual perspective. So the first piece here is empathy and compassion. Then it's meeting them where they're at, meeting them by starting to explain and support and share the guidance that I have for them, the spiritual guidance, from a lens that they'll be able to receive it. And the lens that everyone can receive it from, and this is why I love doing the work that I do, is explaining spirituality from the perspective of love, right? And I'll I'll use your example as a way to describe that. When we zoom all the way out, and we see those synchronicities and everything is aligning, what are we doing at a fundamental level? We're moving beyond fear and coming back into the only truth that exists, and that is that we are beings made of love. So to summarize here, it's empathy, it's compassion, it's meeting them where they're at, and it's sprinkling in a description that has a baseline of love. You know what I just got when you said that? By the way, great answer, by the way. And I connect to you completely when you say that. What I just got when you got when you were saying that, my spirit guides were telling me, and I wrote it down, fear is dark, love is light. And think yes. about it. We all are crippled when we're afraid of something. We're terrified. We we it's fight or flight. You either stay still and act like 
you know, nothing's happening here. Or you might run as fast as possible, as far away as possible. And I love the way that you tie the actual aspect, not using the play on words, but love itself. Because love is a force of nature that we haven't fully understood. We think of it as an emotion. We think of it as blinding us. We think of it as impacting us in ways. But I feel as a medium and as a psychic, and you could probably agree with this, that love is the umbilical cord that connects us to our loved ones on the other side. It's invisible to us, but we all know what it is when we experience it. And I think what you just said about having empathy and understanding and compassion and utilizing love as a unifying force is powerful. It's not just powerful, Jason. It's I want to just pull out what you just said there in terms of love as a unifying force. It's the unifying force and it's consciousness itself, right? So it's love is the thing that binds us. Love, love is 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 everything that love is all that we are and the everything that all that we are exists within. Yes, right. So we are love. We are another way to describe this, right? This is a Rumi quote, right? We are not a drop in the ocean. We are the entire ocean in a drop. In that analogy, we are we are the love consciousness that is the drop and the ocean, the field, the loving field, oceanic consciousness itself. How did you come up with the love antenna as your <laughs> title for your show or as your identifying? source i'd say like how did you come up with that yeah i think such a great so came from many different angles a lot of my education teaching mentors but i think the most easiest way to describe it as i've walked on my journey i've gone through different layers of myself i started my healing work as a personal trainer then i became in in the personal training world i was working purely on the physical and then I became a, a therapist and a sort of counselor, mentor, working on the emotional. And then I sort of wound up where I am now, sort of doing more of the spiritual healing work and the spiritual meditative work. And taking all three of those steps, I remembered that we aren't just one thing. We aren't just a physical body, we aren't just a mental body, we aren't just an emotional body, we're not just a spiritual being, we're all these things combined. And with that combination, I asked myself, what is the thing that sort of connects it? What is the thing that connects those seemingly segmented parts of our being? And it is a, it is energy, it is love, it is frequency. And as I started to dive deeper into that, the image of the antenna sort of moved through me. Right, moved through me as this idea that once we start, and this is why in my the bio that you read of my intro, I have an en- emphasis on mind, body, and soul synchronizing. What I mean by that is when we start to connect into this antenna of love that we are, those isolated parts of us, they come back into the whole. Right, we remember that yes, we are physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual beings, and we are also this holistic being that once connected into its internal love frequency can decide to express that love frequency out with the world and that's where the antenna image came from what was your biggest obstacle within yourself when you first started on your spiritual journey and why good question (laughs) there are many but i would say 
the one that's really apparent for me at the moment that's been coming up a lot as, a, as I've been reflecting was making the choice to drop identities and stories. And what I mean by that is as a young little boy, as an adolescent, as a young adult, as most of us do, I found it very easy to become identified by the things that I was gaining, whether it was work accomplishment, whether it was you know, traveling activities, whether it was alcohol, drugs, women. I found it very easy to become the story or the identification of these external aspects, right? I was the person that gained this accomplishment. I was this person that went to this country or, or, or achieved this thing. And I think my going back to your question, my biggest moment of challenge slash realization was that I have a choice in deciding whether I am those things, those stories, those labels I am telling myself, or I'm something more than that. And that something more is something I'm continually exploring. For me, and not just to put you on the line about that, for me, mine was self-doubt and insecurity because I thought in my mind, I was so fixated. I'm a lawyer. I can't be a psychic too. People would look at me and give me side looks and it could affect my career. And and I waited a long time. I waited over 10 years before I started expressing being a medium and having these experiences. And if somebody would have told me back then, even 10 years ago, oh, you'll be sitting here and you'll be talking openly about all this and you'll still be practicing law and you're, you're going to be doing, and I'd be looking at them like, that's not possible. So I think my own self-doubt limited me. And as I've overcome my own challenges in the last decade or so, that self-doubt has eroded. I would just tell anyone in our audience, if you doubt your own spiritual growth, don't. You're only holding yourself back. You're holding yourself back and you're holding the gifts and the love that you deserve to express with the people that need it. You're holding that back too, right? Because I think what we often forget is that, yes, we are here to awaken as an individual, but we're also here to awaken as an individual that's intricately connected to a collective, right? So by me waking up or by Jason waking up to the fact that he can be a beautiful medium and a lawyer at the same time, think about what that's doing to the world. Think about the example that you are setting when people look at you and they say, oh, I can do that. That is possible, <laughs> right? I can, I can break free of this story that I'm telling myself that no, I just have to stay in this current routine. No, I don't have to do that because I see Jason doing his thing. And there are more psychic medium lawyer people out there. I actually had someone contact me on LinkedIn recently and I was like, welcome. <laughs> Great to be acquainted with you. Because for yeah. me, it's like, it's not that rare of a thing. I just happen to be on a podcast. That's why I have a little more identification with it. But there's a lot of people out there that do it quietly. They do under the under under the you know under the radar, and they do little miracles every day and healing for others every day, but they don't get any kind of you know publicity or recognition for it. And and from my vantage point, the healing journey that we all talk about and we discuss all the time, love is such a component of that. And the fact that you're making that part of your mission and part of your journey itself, healing people has been my thing. Like when I can help give clarity to somebody through a reading, what one of my favorite things I get to do right now is work eight or nine hours as a lawyer, do my lawyer role. And then after hours, I, I put like an hour in to give a reading or so. 
And then there's days I don't even schedule readings and people call me and I'll just like last week I was driving to Orlando for work, a work meeting in the evening. And I had someone call me and asked if I could give her a reading. Right. And then she's a, she's a gifted psychic herself. And she started reading for me and I read for her and and it was like, we developed an instant bond. Like you and I when we yeah. got on the show last year together. I love that. I, I yeah. can say that that makes my day when those kind of experiences happen. And yeah. um, for your, for you, I mean, you're going to India soon. Tell our audience about that trip and how that came together for you. Yeah. I Just before I get to that, I just want to highlight what you said there with your this helping this person and why it felt so powerful. You know, I, I think when you pull all the layers away, this is why I work with love. Everything spiritual is connection. It's intimacy. It's it's emotional. It's, it's sensitive. It's vulnerable. So I just, I want to, Make sure people heard that beautiful story. It doesn't matter what spiritual thing that you're doing, whether it's readings, whether it's healings, whether it's meditation, whether it's speaking, whatever. Podcasting even. <laughs> it will always feel powerful if that connection is there. So just, you know, you're not alone in that in that experience, Jason. To go back to your question around India, I um <laughs> it's funny, it actually it actually leads onto what I just said. I have been having a pool recently and it's been building ever since I started the podcast of being around more people, of being around, being in connection, being in relationship with different kinds of people, not just romantic, not just friendship, but just all kinds of relationship. Because I've re remembered and recognized that my biggest spiritual teachings are in relationship, right? Are in relationship with other people, right? Whether it's Again, a friendship, a business partnership, a romantic partnership. My biggest teachings are in relationship. So with that intention, I really set the plan to go somewhere where that relationship intention could be met. And India, in many in many ways, it's probably the most extreme way that you can you can meet that intention. And traveling and experiencing different cultures and having the opportunity to be open. Well, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. I, I am I'm looking forward to you telling us about your trip and your journey. I mean, yeah. I follow you on social media and stuff, but I'll be happy to hear about it. I can't wait till you experience this and hopefully you can come back and share it with us and tell us about what you experienced, like what you personally observed and what it was like for you. I mean, I, I told you this a while back, like 10 years ago. One of my bucket lists was to go to Australia. And I went to Sydney and then I I flew up from Brisbane and I drove up to Cairns. I think it's a four-day road trip on your A1 road that like has tractor trailers coming at you and trying to drive on this wrong side of the road for me to your your side, the other side, I should say. It was quite an experience. And it really opened my eyes about how we live on this little blue dot in the middle of the universe, but this little blue dot is massive. And we're on this little marble for a reason. And it, it's all about and doing what you need to do i just say, i just say this jason with the traveling too this is one of the other and as you told me your beautiful adventure it it really highlights one of my other intentions for going that i'm excited about sort of leaning into and i shared this for everyone listening to really encourage you to do the same no matter where you go often i found and maybe you can relate to this jason i found within my own little bubble of routine and living I get stuck in ways of being that I cannot see out of, right? So the routines that I have 
and the way and the and the and the situation that I'm living in within the the place that I'm living in, you get due to your due to your own habitual habits and patterns, you get stuck in a way of being, and that's no judgment. It's just that's the way that we live. So when we go somewhere different, it almost doesn't matter where you go, because as soon as you you leave that comfort zone, you're in the potential. You're in the you're in the field. You're in the place where all possibility is accessible. So it's it whether it's Australia, whether it's India, whether it's wherever you feel the pull to go, if you open your heart to possibility, then possibility will meet you. And this is one thing I want to add to what you just said. When you don't limit yourself, you have infinite potential, infinite opportunities, and infinite experiences. And for me, I think we grow every day, no matter what. If we don't even want to grow, we're growing. And living outside of your comfort zone is the fastest way to embrace evolving within your spirit and your soul and your mindset. I think the more I am uncomfortable, like live uncomfortably. I had, I saw someone that recently wrote that on their social media. I really like that. It inspired me because if you live uncomfortably, that means you're always looking at being able to take challenges being able to, to to envision things that others may not see around you and being guided in such a way that you can bring enlightenment and clarity to others where people get stuck in their own ways. I want to ask yeah, you this. I mean, beautifully said. <laughs> We're running a little low on time, but I want to ask if you could share with our audience what's coming up next for you. Oh, good question. So. Actually, funny, this goes back to India too. That's actually one of my other intentions for going. It's a bit of a spiritual pilgrimage to actually answer that question that you just asked, to go deeper into myself, to leave my zone of comfort where I've sort of built my habitual habits to answer that question. So to give you some answers here in this moment, at the time of this podcast, I've I released the book a couple of months ago. I've got my podcast that's expanding and transitioning into the beautiful network that you talked about at the start of this chat, and I have my coaching. I'm also uh, doing a retreat at the start of next year in Bali that I'm excited about. But outside of all those things, there's there's a there's a desire inside of me to expand even more, to step up even more, and I'm playing around with some things. I'm playing around with I want to speak. A lot more in public, you know, on stages and things like that. I want to start expanding into more retreat spaces, not just in Bali, but in other places around the world. And I want to go deeper into my own spiritual journey. So I think that's that's where I'm heading next. I I know I'm looking forward to seeing your continued success and your Thank and you, your Jason. and your growth because one of the things I love for doing this. I know you're probably the same way being a podcaster is getting into this. We didn't know what would be our potential with it, right? Podcasting, having your own show, creating things. But when you think about what you're gaining from it, I would encourage every single member of our audience, if they have the impulse, the desire to create, to create a show or do something that you're really passionate about, follow your passion because it's therapeutic. It It'll help you Really appreciate the keener moments of life that we don't always take for, you know, we take for granted too often. I want to I want to leave you with this because you're you're all about love and and you are what you practice. Like when we talk privately, you're just as open 
and as uh, supportive and everything else. And I want to ask you from your vantage point, if there's someone in the audience that struggles with Mm self-love and they try everything possible to grow their love for themselves, but they struggle, what would you say to that person? Well, what's coming through in this moment is reach out for help, reach out for support, reach out for loving guidance. And by that, I don't mean a professional or a coach or a mentor or a doctor. It doesn't have to be any of those things. It definitely could be if you're feeling the pull. But it's just reaching out to someone that you respect, you love, you feel connected to, so you can share the things that are moving through you. Because we are so good, as I talked about earlier, and this is why I answered your question around what has been my biggest spiritual challenge. I answered it along the lines of getting lost in my own stories, getting lost in my own identities. It's so easy for us as spiritual beings having a human experience to get stuck in the illusion of pain, fear, unworthiness, not enoughness, disconnection, you know, no self-love, all the same thing. But when we speak to someone, when we allow ourselves to be held in the love of another, we now create the opportunity to break the illusion. We now create the opportunity for, and I call this the mirror effect, we now create the opportunity to see ourselves as we actually are in the reflection of another. Right, so I'll give an example of this. When I speak with you, Jason, in this podcast setting right now, right, I feel more in love because I see my love reflected through your eyes. I feel my love reflected through your words. I can sense my love reflected through the container that you make for me to be held. Right, And we can all do this for each other. I think that that is amazing. I, I like the idea when you just said that, I thought of the word sacred space. Yeah. Like we create a sacred space where love can grow and it becomes like an envelope and it fills all. And that's just, when you think about it, I could smile right now and you could see it on camera because we're going to be recording this. But, you know, those ideas, those concepts aren't that hard to understand if you allow yourself to understand them. It requires a paradigm shift and it requires a certain passion and desire to really, and an intent. But I just, I'm in awe that when I come across people like you and other practitioners and other podcasters and spiritual individuals, it makes me appreciate that we're not in this alone. We're all interconnected. And through the power of words, through the power of our voices, and through our own openness, we we, we can shed light on these concepts for others who are maybe mm-hmm. just starting out on their own journeys. We're, mm-hmm. we're you know, we're like lighthouses. Yeah. And that is a powerful idea. I want to ask you this one last question based on your own involvement in spirituality. What would be the one ability intuitively that you would like to develop more on that you haven't gotten, haven't been able to develop yet? I think I've been asked that question before. I would say my ability to hold the fear of another more deeply. And what I mean by that is, I do that already in many ways. Like I, a lot of my work, a lot of the things I do in the world, it could be described as illuminating fear consciousness and and moving through fear. But the heaviness and the deepness and the 
vastness of the fear consciousness that takes us all the way as humans it's 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 beyond measure right there's so many new yeah it's vast there's so many new avenues in which it pops its head up so when you ask me that question to me the only answer is building my muscles of love building my muscles of awareness building my muscles of mindfulness so i can grow the capacity to hold more of that fear right to illuminate more of that fear to love through more of that fear i will have to leave it at that i just want to say i want to thank you for joining us this salvo and doing this interview with us i want to thank you for coming on love you jason i just want to thank harrison for coming on the show today and returning to the show and it's always such a great opportunity when you can revisit other spiritual practitioners who are on their own journey, their own mission. And we all have the capacity to embrace love in our lives. We all have the idea. I love when when Harrison talks about alignment of your mind, body, and soul and synchronizing those things because I identify with that. Every single person has audience. We all have those days where we feel out of sync with things. We have those moments where we fall on our own self-doubt or depression, despair, whatever it is. But one of the things we really need to pay attention to is pull back those layers. Like Harrison said, pull back those layers and, and look at what's restricting you and see where love can be a force of the universe and nature, a spiritual force, not the love we talk about. Like I fell in love with this person, but self-love, love for another, love and passion for what you do. It, it's, it's really a, a very unlimited aspect of things. When I was under anesthesia a couple of years ago, in 2018, I don't share a story too publicly, but I do sometimes. I actually had my grandfather meet me in a garden and I felt unconditional love in such a way. It was so powerful that it like it, it bounced off everything. It vibrated off everything and I felt it. And when I came out of the anesthesia, I knew that love isn't just something we experience in this lifetime. It is absolutely something that's going to carry with us through all eternity. One of the things I'll leave you with. Aside from the fact that I'm going to have all of Harrison's information in the show notes, highly encourage everybody to check out Harrison's book, check out his website. He's going to be part of the paranormal universe with us. So he's part of our family now, but check out this information. And I just want to tell you that when you challenge yourself, when you're stuck in a rut, try to fall within your own love, pull upon it, draw upon it. And you might find some miracles that happen in small ways that an average person wouldn't notice. But if you can find the progress within yourself to grow and change and align yourself, recognize the power of love in your life, recognize the power of forgiveness, all those things. And I feel like you'll be in a much better position to deal with the daily challenges of our lives. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. I'm ending this. <laughs> it's been a little while here. Hold on a second. Recording. <laughs> Stop recording. There we go. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. 
Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.